This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie, and I'm so, so excited for today's guest. I have an incredible woman, mother. Actually, she's pregnant right now as well. I have the fabulous Chelsea Culbertson. How are you, love? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So I want to share a little bit about you before we get into all things. So Chelsea, if you guys don't know her, she's choosing Chelsea on social media. Instagram is her main hub. And she's a positive and body confidence preaching Instagrammer that has risen from the depths of ultimate self-hatred and negativity to a place of self-love and body neutrality. She wants to help all women embrace themselves all stages and learn to live a life out of love for themselves. She was also an avid macro counter and six day a week gym goer that is now exploring the world post diet culture. She promotes a sustainable and realistic approach to overall wellness that focuses on feeling better over looking better. And she just wants you to choose yourself for a change. And like I said, she's currently expecting a baby girl just so exciting and she has her daughter who's um of 12 years old and she's navigating pregnancy almost like a new mom all over again so I'm really excited to get into all things so Chelsea congrats by the way thank you thank you it was a you know Chelsea I'm so excited to have you here on my show and I just love everything you truly share and do you know on social media I was telling you before we came on to record that you know, I wanted to have you on because my show is obviously very real and raw. And I really appreciate that about you with social media that you really, even if your pictures are beautiful, you really do keep it to such a raw level. And that's why I think so many follow you and are inspired by you, but not just follow you, but you've built a beautiful community around you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I try to keep things as real and almost brutally honest as possible. So I'm glad that that is, you know, seen on the outside too. Yeah, no, I think, you know, I I think like we can both speak to this being, you know, quote unquote influencers in the space. You know, I always laugh when people are like, oh, you're an influencer. It's like personally for me. And I'm curious for you. I'm really not a fan of that word because I feel like it's like, to me, it just has like this ego, like, like situation behind it. But like, I know so many beautiful people like yourself who have no ego. And so it's like very interesting to me whenever people say to me like, oh, you work with those influencers or like, oh, even for your work and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just curious for you, like, you know, how do you feel like about that title? And as someone who really like, you know, like claims the space as far as, you know, taking that negativity and bringing it to a positive space and your body neutrality and all the things that you personally fought through to be where you are now and the space that you're in now, like what, like what, what, I guess, how does that resonate for you? I used to like cringe when I heard the word influencer. And I think it's honestly because so many people just have a bad idea of what influencers are and what they do and what they preach. And I feel like the power has kind of been taken from the people that are quote unquote influencers and that are actually using their voices for good, which there are so many. So I've tried to be more okay with calling myself an influencer because 
it, influencer is not a bad word. It's not a bad person. It is, you know, just like, like I'm also a nurse. There are better nurses. There are not as great nurses, but they're all nurses. And just because there is a type of influencer, that doesn't mean all of them are bad or they're all the same. And I think that we all have influence in one way or another. It's just how we decide to use our influence and you're using it in whichever way you choose. And if you're using that for good, I think that that should be celebrated and appreciated and not something that you hide from. I love that. It's so true. You're right. It's like everything can have a bad connotation. Everything can be maybe not what it's supposed to be, but if you're working from purpose, if you're really aligning with who you are, you know, truly, like you said, for yourself, like what you share and, you know, for the good, it really does come through. And that's where I think, you know, like I said, so many choose to follow you and not only follow you, but be inspired by you. So let's kind of like take it back, you know, when, when you first kind of came into the space and, you know, you really, like you said, you rose from the depths of that ultimate self-hatred and that negativity and all that to bringing yourself to such a beautiful place of self-love and body neutrality, which let's be honest, every woman, I mean, really every person on this world, I would say in this planet, like want to be there. How did you, I guess, of course, I know you did the work to get there, but like, how was it to like go from being able to go from that place to then sharing that in such a vulnerable space? Well, I actually started my Instagram account like six years ago and it was a weight loss account. I was just posting transformation photos, posting pictures of my food and my workouts. And as my life transitioned and as my thought process transitioned, as did my Instagram page. It was just all always kind of like a diary for me that just happened to grow organically over time. And so as I was growing and changing, my audience and my community kind of either decided to come with me or depart if they weren't resonating with it anymore. And then new people came along and joined. So it wasn't necessarily one day I decided to just like share everything. It just kind of happened naturally. I love to hear that because I think that that honestly, when I've connected with so many amazing people on social media, the ones that truly stand out like yourself and Sarah and so many others, like they are ones that truly evolved on their own, as well as like really weren't planned to be in the space sharing all these things. It's like you just said, it kind of evolved with your own actual life and your diary and your journey and everything you were sharing. And I also really appreciate that you were really honest about like some people chose to stay and some people chose to go. And I also experienced that like when I went from being just a celebrity stylist and posting celebs and glam and fame and all that to like full-blown real raw mom life and me like in a t-shirt with like spit up on me um and you know just like my heavy postpartum depression and things that were a lot heavier than like what was so pretty and glam out there you know I did have a lot of people that were like oop nope not here for that and then I had a lot of people rally around me who were like wow never saw this side of you or never thought I could be this vulnerable with you and so it sounds like for you you've had a very similar journey as far as your community that's come around you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's similar for a lot of people, unless there are people out there that are literally the same as who they were years ago, which I, I think is very few and far between that as you grow, just 
as you do with friendships, the people in your community online, like you're not always growing in the same pace as someone else. And you're going to gravitate down different paths. And sometimes you're, you're someone who's just always going to be there for that journey, no matter what. And sometimes you're like, you know, this, this isn't giving me what I need right now. Maybe it'll, it, maybe it will later, but right now it's not. And I've had multiple people come back to me too, saying that when I started posting different stuff, they, they kind of went away and then they came back a couple years later. And that's always really cool to hear. And it just goes to show that we're all changing at different paces and all going down different roads, but that, that it's not a bad thing. It's just what we all need something at different times. Oh my gosh. That's so true. We all need something at different times. I write that down. If you're listening, it's like, you know, I love it. You kind of really explained kind of how we all evolve as people, you know, regardless of obviously social media or not, even though so many of us are in that space where we see people, you know, kind of evolve in ways. It's like, it's true. Like everyday life, there are people who choose to stay and people who choose to walk away for whatever reason. And I'm sure you obviously do the same in your own life as, you know, as do I. And so, you know, when it comes to you sharing, you know, your personal journey, and like you said, you started in this space of, you know, weight loss and sharing everything you were doing. What was it like for you to start to really go from, I guess, kind of in a way, the weight loss, I imagine was a little bit more, not necessarily planned, but a little bit more like routine and like what you were sharing to like, now you truly share so much about your body and now your new pregnancy journey. Like what was the switch like for you personally? I think that it's always been really easy for me to share things that I'm very passionate about in the moment. So when I was going through my weight loss journey, I was so passionate about it. Like that was all I was about. I was obsessed with going to the gym. I was obsessed with tracking my macros. I was all about it and I was so ready to share about it. And as I transitioned into more of trying to navigate the self-love space, the body neutrality space. I was really, really passionate about that. And I, it just, it's so easy to talk about the things you're passionate about. And honestly, that's something I've struggled with recently is trying to figure out what exactly to share because I went from being extremely passionate about weight loss to being extremely passionate about figuring out the opposite of that world and just being okay with me. And now I'm in this place where I'm not on a weight loss journey. I'm not on like a self-love journey. And now I'm just kind of in this other space. I'm not super, super passionate about anything, which makes my content a little bit harder to figure out what to, to post. So I, I just try to share what's on my mind, what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. And and hopefully it'll resonate with someone. And it usually resonates with at least one person, which makes it all worth sharing in the end. Absolutely. It's like, if you can help one person or you can help have it resonate with one person, you know, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And that's kind of, you know, one of the beautiful parts of social media, but you just brought up such a good point, which I think is a little bit more of the 
not so pretty part is like, you know, you are someone who this is your job and something that you are very passionate about as well. And a space that you've created and cultivated for yourself. And I'm curious how you just said, you know, when you don't have passion or you're not exactly sure what to share, what has that looked like for you? Like, you know, when you sit with yourself and you're like, I really don't know what I want to share today. Do you force yourself to post something anyways, or do you allow yourself the space to walk away? Like, what is, what is that like for you personally, Chelsea? I used to be someone who I had to post every single day, or it felt like the world would end basically. (laughs) So I used to, I used to be the, the forced to post type of person where if I didn't have something to post, I would, I would just like find something I'd make something or it, or I would just, just kind of go with it. And sometimes it works. And a lot of the times it did not, if you're forcing content, a lot of the times that is the stuff that does not resonate. And so as of recently, I've given myself a lot more grace. I take a lot more days from not posting on my feed. I usually show up on stories because I actually enjoy showing up on stories. I like just sharing my day organically, what I'm doing, what I'm using, just random stuff. I I think stories are a lot less pressure, (laughs) a lot more fun. Um, But sometimes I feel like there are really impactful things that I could share on my feed. So I do that. But there are definitely days where I'm just like, I have no idea what photo to post. I don't know what my caption should be. And instead of forcing it out there, I've just been like, you know, if I don't post today, it won't be the end of the world. And sometimes something ends up coming to me and I share anyways, or I just don't post that day and the world doesn't end. But sometimes (laughs) the algorithm doesn't like it, but you know, (laughs) the algorithm doesn't like a lot of things. Yeah, this is true. The algorithm doesn't like a lot of things. Well, and thanks for being real about, you know, you don't force yourself to show up because I think a lot of times you do see people just posting just to post. It's like, oh, well, I'll just post because like you said, oh, well, the algorithm, oh, well, I, you know, in my mind, I'm expected to show up every day. And I think that that's beautiful that you just shared. Like if I'm not feeling something I want to write about, or I don't have that passion or truly feel something I need to share, then I still show up as far as my stories and to communicate with my community, but I don't show up as far as forcing myself to essentially maybe write something that really isn't from your heart. Yes, exactly. Well, and so now, you know, you fast forward, you're, you know, you're pregnant for the second time. And like you said, it's basically like being a new mom because it's been quite a few years later since your first, you know, daughter. So it's like for you, I love it. You said it's kind of like a new mom all over again, because I can imagine that it kind of all feels brand new. You probably don't remember much from (laughs) your first experience. And so now it's like, it's really not only so I'm sure vivid for you and like in your face, but I can imagine there's so many around you, positive and negative, who are, you know, involved in this journey for you. What has that been like for you to switch gears into being pregnant, sharing so much of that on, you know, your social media and like what it's been like with people around you? It's been interesting. I, like I said, this was a surprise and it's been a a very good surprise, but I had my daughter when I was really young. I had her when I was 17, which was not like the most ideal circumstances. No one is excited for you when you are pregnant and 17. No one is happy. It's a very traumatic experience because all you're focusing on is 
you know, you did something wrong and it's shameful and, and there's no joy in that pregnancy, which is really hard. And then to have a newborn at 17 and not really have any friends anymore and not as much support. And it it was a really difficult time. And I've had to process a lot of those emotions with this pregnancy because at the beginning, I had a really hard time being excited or happy because I don't, I didn't know what that feeling was like in a pregnancy. And I was afraid to tell my mom because I didn't think she would be happy. And I didn't think people would be excited. And I had to unpack a a lot. So it's been a journey and an experience, but it's, it's overall been, been really positive. I never thought I would be a quote unquote mommy blogger or be sharing so much about pregnancy or anything like that. But it's so part of what I'm doing right now and what I'm going through. And that's what I'm used to sharing. So I've just kind of gone off my own instinct and, and intuition. And I understand if, if I'm going to lose some followers or community members throughout this process, maybe they're having a difficult time themselves conceiving, or they just don't care so much about all the baby and mom content. I I totally get that, but I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to navigate going further, how much I'm going to share and what I'm going to share about new baby life. But I I think I'm just going to try to not have so much pressure on myself and just do what I feel is right in the moment and, and go that way. Well, first off, you know, I think you're really brave to share that, you know, back with your first pregnancy, it was very traumatic in a sense and very not like you said of joy and that the fact that not only you have been unpacking that and and working through that to bring joy to this new pregnancy and to this new life and everything that you're bringing into this world you know I think that speaks honestly volumes of who you are as a person and your strength and it goes back to you know how you have brought so much positivity around you in the body neutrality space and in self-love because what you just shared is completely self-love. You are doing the work to be able to not only love on yourself in this pregnancy, you know, second time around, but also love on your baby that's coming and love on the people around you that maybe weren't as excited for you the first time and to do the work for others around you as well as for yourself. You know, that's huge. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, I, while the first pregnancy wasn't the most ideal experience, I got my daughter and I love her so much. And I can't imagine life without her. And I, I can't imagine who I would have ended up being without her. And I just know that, that even if this pregnancy itself, isn't the most easiest thing either, that I'm sure I will feel the same this time too. Well, yeah. And I mean, of course you will. And, you know, when you actually have, of course, your baby and, you know, what we all know, the unconditional love we feel. And like you said, you know, with your daughter, like maybe it wasn't ideal in the sense of quote unquote society and time and age and all the things. But at the end of the day, you still, you know, brought her into this world. You, like you said, she, you know, she's made you who you are. I think most of us as moms, as parents can agree with that. And I feel the same. It's like, they really do. um, They change you for the better. They help you evolve as who you are. And they kind of like are teachers to us, even though we're their parents. Yes, it's so true. 
I, I mean, I laugh because like, you know, I have two little ones and like, I feel like the both my toddler and my six and a half month old, they teach me every day. And I'm like, wait, aren't I supposed to be the mom? You know, it's like, but it really is. It, it's so beautiful. And I just really appreciate how much you just shared of like, how you have not only processed and worked on, but you've allowed yourself now at this time to experience that joy with this pregnancy. And let's talk about that. I mean, so this is not obviously a normal world. It's a very weird world. I feel for you because I was pregnant basically the beginning of the pandemic and, you know, gave birth when the world was still figuring what the hell out to do with the pandemic. And it's not easy for any moms who are navigating at this time, whether you're a new mom or a seasoned mom, it's, you know, it is a weird time. So for you, Chelsea, you know, bringing that joy back to yourself and allowing yourself to really not only do the work to get yourself there, but now to actually be in a place where it sounds like, you know, you are overall allowing yourself to enjoy the experience. You are um, processing everything that you went through to be able to make this the most, you know, special time for you and your family. What has it been like for you during this pandemic being pregnant? It is just so weird. Everything during this pandemic is so weird. And I know things are like we talked about earlier, probably a little bit different for us because we're in California. So things are very, very locked down here compared to maybe elsewhere. But, and we, we've basically been, I mean, things have been opened here and there, but not much since March. And my, my daughter has been in online distance learning this entire time, which has not been the best situation. And I, I, it's hard because I don't know what I would be doing with my pregnancy if I wasn't in a pandemic, because I, I, again, don't recall too much of my previous pregnancy. And it was so different that I don't know what I'm missing out on. I, I definitely don't see my friends as much as I would like, which is sad. And I wish I could have more support system around more often. And I miss being able to go to the gym frequently. And I think that totally messed up my, my routine and my mental health and things were really rough there. The first trimester, I was not in a good mental space. I would love to go on a baby moon and just lay on a beach somewhere sunny, but that's not <laughs> going to happen. So it's just, it's been an adjustment. And I think that 2020 in general has been an adjustment of just realizing we're not always going to get everything we want and we can just do our best and make the best out of the situation. And as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I had been going through a really, really hard mental and emotional time up until that point. And as soon as I realized that I was pregnant, I was like, okay, I'm not just looking out for me. I'm looking out for this tiny human growing inside me and all, everything I'm feeling doesn't just affect me. It's also affecting her. And I had to make a really, really big conscious effort to try to decrease my anxiety, decrease my stress levels, and to just stay as chill as possible. So, I mean, this has been the worst year for trying to stay calm. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I've just had to really just roll with things as much as I can and limit news consumption and, and all that good stuff. But yeah, it's not ideal. It's not ideal for sure. 
totally not ideal for, for anyone and especially not being pregnant. And I truly feel for you because I remember when I was pregnant with Arlie, like for me, the world shook up every week because nobody had any idea what was going on or what it was doing. So it was like, no partner. Now you can have a partner and you can't have this, can't have your doula. This is not happening. That's not happening. It was like every single thing, like on my preferences on this and that I was like, nope, that's taken away. Oh wait, you maybe you can have that back. Oh, that's taken away. Oh, it was like this constant roller coaster that I legit wanted to get off every day. And so I completely, you know, feel for you in so many ways that it is such an insane time, but just know how strong and resilient you truly are, because it sounds like, you know, you're doing all the right things that you, that you can control and you can do. And so, you know, to that point, what I guess, obviously like not every day, I'm sure, because we all have our moments, but what are the things that you are doing to be able to bring yourself back to joy and bring yourself to hopefully a more neutral place, you know, that maybe you could share with others that they could do as well, whether they're pregnant or not to help them keep their mindset healthy. I have started going on daily walks. That's been my biggest thing, especially since I'm not going to the gym. Like I had been before just getting outside, getting the fresh air, just getting my 30 minutes of walk-in every morning. It just it helps me so much. And I know we live in California. It's cold to me, but it, it, I'm sure that there's not, I'm sure there are less ideal circumstances. Not everyone can go outside and go for a walk, but that has been so helpful and just trying to be more mindful. I'm making sure that I'm sleeping now while I can, I'm going to bed early. I'm still trying to wake up early and have somewhat of a morning routine and I have been reading for fun. I don't like to do self-help books. I don't like to do nonfiction. I just enjoy a nice fantasy book or whatnot. And so that is my self-care, always reading before bed. I, I, I don't think it has to be so complex in the sense that you don't have to do these super intense guided meditations or have these really almost unrealistic expectations for yourself. I think just keeping things simple and just adding elements into your day that make you feel better just can make such a huge difference. Yes, absolutely. And you're right. It's like simple little things like getting outside can make such a difference when maybe you're spinning or you're feeling it or whatever it may be. It's like, it does make a world of difference. I know I'll take my girls for a walk and it's like all of a sudden everything shifts and I'm like, oh, okay, I can breathe again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's so true. Well, and you know, I know for you, it's all about, you know, your brand and who you are. It's all about truly choosing yourself for a change and choosing you, which I, you know, I love about you and you do that in such a realistic way. I'm curious, how do you feel right now? And I guess out of all the things that have gone on, how are you choosing to choose you during this time period and during a world where obviously it's not as easy to choose you? It's definitely hard. I, I think just, just trying to be okay with myself and there can be all this pressure to feel really, really good about yourself or have so much confidence or to feel super positive about your body or your life and to be just full of self-love and that is not realistic and you're not going to be, no one is going to be on that level all day, every day. And I think just coming to terms with just being like, Hey, I'm me. I might not be my most fabulous self today, 
but I'm still trying. I'm still doing okay. It's going to be fine. And just giving myself so much grace, it, it just shifts everything. And as long as you could just be like, you know, today's not the best day, but I'm still fine. I'm not a failure. I'm not ruining my life. I'm not ruining anyone else's life. And just, just having that flexibility with yourself and the compassion for yourself goes a very far way. It's so true. And I love that you said grace, because I think anyone listening, you should write that down, whether you are pregnant or not giving yourself grace during this time, all of us need to give ourselves more grace. We're navigating times that are not the norm and it is not easy for any of us. And I love that, you know, you said, Chelsea, like you can't always tap into self-love 24 seven. I really appreciate that you. And I think that, you know, you see that with your page so much is it's like not only just real and raw, but it's like, Hey, I don't love everything and everything that's happening about myself and everything around me every single moment. But at the same time, as what you said, you still choose yourself. You still choose to show up and know that it's okay not to maybe feel that self-love 24 seven, but you still love on yourself. Yes. Yes. And I think there's such a difference in that because I think that so many times when people, you know, preach self-love and this and that, it's like, yes, that's wonderful. And we absolutely should love ourselves. But I have had so many moments myself between postpartum depression, becoming a mom of two, all different things where I have looked at myself and I'm like, I am just not feeling myself right now. And I do beat myself up and I do shame myself. And so I love that you said, like, you're like, Hey, you can still love yourself. You can still choose yourself, but it doesn't mean that you have to look at that and say, I'm doing this 24 seven. Cause it's obviously not realistic. Yeah, it, it really is not. Well, and so, you know, I know like real um, mom life and, you know, pregnancy life, I have to let you go here soon. But, you know, I'm curious, you said that, you know, you get out for walks, you, you know, do things to reset your mind. When you do have a day where you're really not feeling yourself, or you're really not maybe giving yourself as much self-love as you'd like to, for whatever reason, how do you set yourself back up to be able to continue to put yourself on a positive path? Well, sometimes I cry. <laughs> sometimes I have to get out like a good cry or like three. I I will talk to friends. I have a you know a good texting support system who's there and and they know how it is and and that makes a big difference. And they they talk you down, but sometimes you just have to go through it. You just have to go through those those not so great feelings to get to the better feelings. And I wish I could say that there's like this big magical thing you could do to just like flip your mindset, but just know that you're having a bad moment and you're not having a bad life. And you might be having a day where you're not feeling so great about your body, but that shouldn't lead you down a path to hating your body. Or you might not be liking yourself in that moment, but please don't like go down the path further of hating yourself. Just try not to make things worse than they are. So I just kind of accept the feelings like, yeah, I'm having these feelings right now. They're not great. I'm going to acknowledge them. I'm going to hold on to them for a second and I'm going to process them. But then I, then I need to just let them go. And then I'm, and then I can move on and enjoy the good times. And I think that we tend to have like we tend to spiral from like one negative thought process to another and I think it's just getting out of that cycle and just 
holding space for yourself to just feel what you're feeling and then to try to just move on from there instead of sitting there. Yes. Oh my gosh. There's just so many gems in that for anyone listening, you know, write that down. You're not having a bad life. You're having a bad moment and it's not forever. And it's don't allow it to spiral and consume you, allow you to sit in that and process it and know that it's happening, but then move forward. I just thought that was such a, a good way to put that because I think there's so many times, especially right now where we all are like, oh my gosh, you're like, I, I am having a bad moment, but it, it's so true. There is such a quick spot to go from bad moment to bad life. And then you spiral into a whole new direction. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy to go down that path. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think that's again, like the reality of obviously having feelings, but I think that, you know, for you, because of the work that you've done so much in your own life, you've learned, like you said, how to navigate those feelings, but not only navigate them, but I really appreciate you just said, like, just be in them and just know they're there. Cause I think a lot of times, like when you were saying with self-help and different things that are around us, it's like, oh, how do I fix it? How do I get better? And it's like, sometimes you're not actually trying to fix it. Sometimes you have to just be in it and go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I'm curious that, you know, you're how many weeks now? I am 28 weeks today. Wow. Congrats. So you're like almost in the home stretch, which is so exciting. I'm curious, you know, what has been, I guess, like the most exciting, like body positive, you know, self-love for you when it comes to this pregnancy? It's actually been really weird because I, I knew, I knew that if I ever got pregnant, I wouldn't have the typical pregnancy body. I carry a a lot more weight in my stomach. I have like a broader frame and I just knew that I wouldn't have that like round Pinterest pregnancy (laughs) body. I just knew that it wouldn't happen. And I tried to be okay with that, but I've low-key I'm still a little bitter about it because the pictures aren't as fun but I had I actually struggled with my my body image and and my self-esteem for for a while in the pregnancy because I didn't look pregnant I just I just looked so like I had gained weight and and up until a week ago I was going to my nursing job and I would tell people I was pregnant and they'd be like you don't look pregnant and that's you know when you're pregnant that I I don't think people realize the effect that that has on you but you're like okay well I'm obviously in two pant sizes higher and you're saying (laughs) I don't look pregnant so what are you saying um so it's it's hard and you're very fragile when you're pregnant you are very emotional but I think just I've tried to do my best to photograph my body throughout and to share my pregnancy body throughout and just embrace it as it is. And I can't say I've loved any of it, but the body is so powerful. Like I'm creating a human right now and that is pretty amazing. And if we want to just take a step back and, and instead of focusing so much on what my body looks like, just appreciating what it is capable of and what it can do when it's, it's not only growing this human, but it's keeping me alive. It's taking me on my walks and it's doing so much for me. It's doing a very, very good job. And, and I can definitely appreciate that. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, so true. First off, I told you when we first started recording, I think you look absolutely beautiful pregnant. And, you know, I, I understand because everyone's bodies are totally different. And even for myself being, you know, petite and whatever, like I don't, you know, carry the way like a lot of like petite girls carry. And so like, you know, it, it's again, it's like that, you know, comparison that we have to stay away from because that Pinterest look really, really exists for the far and few. And it's not, you know, what we think it's going to be like, same with me after I had the girls, I'm like, oh, I'm going to bounce back. My body was like, <laughs> no, you're not, you know? So, it's, um, you know, it's again, that like self-love journey, but I love that you said, you know, you're really like appreciating on the fact that your body is truly growing a life. It's doing something so magnificent and it's working for you and you do truly look beautiful. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, all of our bodies, whether you're making a baby right now or not, they're doing a lot of amazing things for us. Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. doesn't matter what stage you're in in life. Your body is always doing something for you and our bodies are truly amazing. Well, Chelsea, this was so inspiring and I appreciate you sharing such a, you know, real and raw part of yourself. You know, you really do share so beautifully on social and I really appreciate you sharing with your voice here before I let you go. Is there anything else you'd want to let my, you know, listeners know or anything you want them to take away from this. And then I'll have you go ahead and tell them where to follow you and plug yourself. Yeah, just, you know, I think if anything, just remember to be gentle on yourself and, and know that if you're not exactly where you want to be, that that's okay. I don't think any of us ever get to exactly where we want to be, but it's all about embracing the process and the journey and, just, just do your best to, to have that gratitude for yourself and your body and, and everything that we can, because if if 2020 has taught us anything, it's to stay grateful and, you know, to stay, um, also not overly expecting because we, can't predict anything these days. (laughs) So, I mean, such a good message. It's so true, guys. It's like, realize we cannot control everything. These are not going to be maybe what we expect them to be. But the more you tap into that gratitude, that more of that self-love of what Chelsea shared so beautifully during this episode, you know, the more you will allow that love and positivity to come and flow around you. So Chelsea, tell us where we can find you and follow you. I am mostly active over on Instagram. I am at choosing Chelsea. I also have a website with a blog that I'm trying to do a better job of maintaining, not doing the greatest job. We'll see. <laughs> but that is I am choosing Chelsea.com. And those are the two places where you could come hang. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea. Until next time, guys, stay self-loving yourself and hopefully, you know, stay in gratitude. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.